What's up, everybody? This is the Noma Comedy Podcast, and we're coming to you, yes, once again from Lucy's Lounge in Pleasantville. And I'm here today with, I'm Frank, by the way, I'm here with uh, Adam. Hello. Rich, who is kind of off mic and... Hello. Getting way too close to my mouth. Uh, Marissa Smith. Hey, how you doing? And Al Wagner. Hello, everybody. Isn't that what Masons do? They get close to each other's mouths? Actually, in third degree. <laughs> um, um, so... Adam, I don't know you. I had a pretty busy week. This week, I, I was busy with work. I didn't get to go to a lot of shows, but I did um, see uh, one of ours, our uh, open mic. But that was about it that I was able to uh, make. That open mic was really fun. I was actually the heckler mic that JC hosted. Yeah, it was uh, just insanity. JC knows best, and I'll tell you, he might not <laughs> always know best, but that was one time he did heckling. He knows best with heckling. He does. I did catch two other shows in the city. What'd uh, you see? Um, well, obviously, you know, Anthony's. My brother's getting into comedy more and more, and he's getting spots thrown to him. So I went to Open House Comedy, which is run by Jeffrey Paul. Okay. Oh, Jeffrey's and, uh, awesome. Jeff is so cool. Yeah, he's such a nice guy. Uh, that show had uh, Harrison Greenbaum popped in. Nice. Which was, awesome. I was like, what the fuck is he doing here? Uh, Jesse Jones, who was hilarious. Cool. And then uh, Alan Finn. I'd never seen him before, but he had a couple of fun bits. Yeah, I've never seen him. Uh, how did Anthony do? He did really well. He okay, did uh, mostly the same stuff, but... Uh, very receptive, and Jeffrey Paul loved him. But this place was so weird. It's actually, the comedy show itself is in the basement of a bar club, hmm. and it's hidden in a speakeasy little dungeon room. Oh, you got to love the speakeasies. But the door is a half of a Red Bull machine. Whoa. So to get in, you have to, like, turn the um, the thing you used to get the Red Bull you, know, you push it in and it opens into a door. Interesting. Oh, I, awesome. I, I like yeah. it because it's something you'll remember going back. Like you're talking about it. So obviously it did its job. Yeah, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about it, but I'm t- it's at 244 East House. And if, if any police want to raid a really fun little room. Uh, and then I did check out another show at The Stand, a midnight show. Ooh. Uh, on that was, uh, let me see, Ben Kronberg. Never saw him before. Oh, yeah, no, he's funny. You seen him? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chrissy Mayer was there. Cool. Uh, Chris Cotton. Hilarious! I saw him once at Levity Live a few weeks ago, and uh, just night and day the the difference that a different room will make. Really? Yeah. And then it was hosted by Amanda Seals, who I had never before. Al, you look. Do you know any of these names? I'm saying, Al. I know the stand. You know the stand, <laughs> Al. When when you're a big time guy like you, you don't need to know anyone else's name. These are all new kids. Yeah. They're, I mean, you've had abortions older than them, right? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> but I don't want to get into that. Now. All right. All right. Now, one thing that I thought was uh, interesting, actually, before we get into it. Something similar. I gotta say, Saturday, December sixth, is going to be ridiculous. We got to show up, Paulie's. We do. Um, it's at uh, Paulie's in Pleasantville. Uh, Mr. Chris Vaccarelli is on it with uh, JC from JC Knows Best. It's a cringe show, so please, uh, please uh, come comfortably, and you don't know what you will hear. I'm kind of scared to hear what I'm going to hear there. Well, we know it's going to be filthy because the host is Christina Hutchinson, who's one of the hosts of. Uh, the podcast Guys We Fucked, uh, which is actually really funny. Uh, and the headliner is Aldo Moroccan. Ooh, Aldo's a filthy man, but He's I love seeing his shows. dirty as they come. I've never seen a and dirtier comic. Um, now, one interesting thing, we're talking about JC and Chris Vaccarelli. They're actually going to battle against each other somehow on the stage or in the show. My money is on Chris Vaccarelli. Well, what kind of, are we talking about food eating content? <laughs> I'm talking in, in, just in pure sexiness. Um, I don't know. What kind of battle is it going to be? Is it going to be like an, a mashup? They're going to be. Oh, uh, it's going to be an, actually like a fight, like round one, round two, and then Aldo will come in and close it out and declare the winner. Something like that, yeah. 
We're still, we got a... Uh, we're working on it. We're tweaking it a little bit. It, it's actually, we're co-producing it. All we care about them. is that there's a fight, but we don't really care what the parameters are. We don't, we don't really, really care, care who wins either. We don't need rules. We don't need rules. We just need a fight. Yeah. Now, the thing about JC is we had JC on our last podcast, and he was, he had the honor of being a judge at the last Copperface Jacks contest, and also another judge. And by honor, he means that the judge did not show up, so JC <laughs> took his place. That's true. Gina Visconti was late, so JC stepped in. Uh, one of the other judges is actually sitting here with us, Miss Marissa Smith, who's a comedian and also a producer and booker. You have a bunch of shows in the city happening, right? Yeah, I've got a few shows down in the city. Um, yeah, I don't know if necessarily I was like supposed to be a judge as opposed to somebody dropped out and then Frank asked me last minute? You were not last minute. Uh, the sponsor of it, Glenn Petriella, was supposed to be oh, a judge. Glenn made told me days before and I went straight to you because I thought you had been a great, great judge. And I was right. We actually, Al, would you say she was a great judge? I would say she was a him? great judge, but what's really funny is that the only judge that was actually supposed to be there and was there was your friend. And Dick, this guy. Known as Dickie Beans, Dickie apparently. Beans, man of many aliases. And uh, Dickie Beans called into the last podcast, and he had quite a bit to say about you, Al. Well, I can't blame him. I mean, I'm an attention getter. Now, you are. You are. You're a funny guy. Um, you know what? You went up first that show. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about it, that, first, that contest? Oh, I think the technical term for it is I ate a huge dick. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, was, I wasn't going to say huge. Maybe <laughs> above average. You know, maybe six and a half. Not, not last night. <laughs> it was an average dick, about three and a half inches. Now, Marissa, did you agree? Because during the contest, Dickie Beans tore into Al. Just he, ripped into him. Now, not just Al, though. He tore In into everyone. He, like, he tore into everybody. It wasn't just Al. It was just, I don't know, maybe he has a little like IBS and he was having a bad night. <laughs> you know, he ate some... Milk or cheese or something. It's not his cup of tea. But yeah, he tore into everyone. You know what's funny is, Marissa, you were the most positive out of all the judges. And I was talking to you afterwards, and you were like, you know, everyone says I'm so negative. And I was like, no, but you were the most positive judge there. Yeah, that's the funny thing is that, like, you know, people that know me, like, personally are always just like, oh, you're negative. But, like, I don't know. Maybe Dickie turned me into Paula Abdul. It was just, it was strange. That was definitely the <laughs> vibe definitely that started as you were the nice one. JC was the. He was giving the compliment sandwiches, saying something nice, then mean, then nice. And Dickie Beans just had no interest in making anyone feel good about themselves. He just wanted to make you suffer and have nightmares about him. He was a dick. But here's what I really liked about his responses to a lot of the other comics. There were a lot of comics who struggled. But for example, one kid did five minutes about his dick. And that guy, he said, you know, the audience didn't really respond to you, but it's not your fault. Like he was really (laughs) digging the dick jokes. You Maybe he likes the dick. Now, I'm going to say the. Can I say the person's name? Okay, that that comic is actually hanging out here at the open mic. His name is Josh Gribbets, and I thought he actually did really well. And, and in hindsight, I found out that um, Josh Gribbets was at the top of most of the lists. Uh, oh, Josh is coming. Josh, come, sit down. Hello, sit Josh. Sit down, Josh. How, Josh. How's everyone's dick doing? <laughs> How's, get, yeah, get closer to the mic. How's everyone's dick doing? <laughs> Al, Al, how's your dick doing? My now dick's doing that? pretty well. It's a little dry compared to like the way I'd like it to be. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Josh, right what did you think? I of don't it? have a dick. You don't? No. Uh, but you did get a lady boner today. I did get a lady boner. Ooh, I like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is coming out soon. I can't wait. Keanu is my fave. Wait, they're making another one? <laughs> yeah, they're making another one. And like, can I tell you, like, Keanu Reeves has been like my crush since I was like 10 years old. If anybody that, 
if anyone listens to this and if anyone that does listen to this can get me in touch with Keanu Reeves, I will name my firstborn after you. Wow. Josh, can you work on that? Uh, Keanu Reeves. I heard Keanu Reeves, but my mind was still on the dick. So wait, wait. Look at this, look, <laughs> Marissa, look at Josh. Doesn't he kind I of mean, Frank, you're a Freemason. Can't you do something? Uh, Keanu is not a Freemason to my knowledge. I but don't look, know. It's all Illuminati shit to me. I've got, sure Josh looks like Keanu Reeves. Look at him. No? Everyone, I think he looks like Keanu. Everyone on the podcast, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> everyone listening, <laughs> somehow <laughs> look at him. And now look away. <laughs> so the, the thing that's funny about this is that I came into this thing, think the contest, actually thinking about it as a chance to show off my craft, to show off the art of comedy. And I, so I, I crafted a six-minute set. I was concerned with being a, you know, original and making sure the material was clever. And what I really should have done was showed my tits. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? There are a couple people here that there that were dressed as uh, females that did not show their tits, and I'm kind of thankful about that. The females didn't show their tits. No, were there, there were two females. There was two females two in trans, two transgender. Transgenders. Well, the transgenders they don't have titties. Don't tell them that. I know uh, Cooper doesn't have tits. Yeah, because if you squeeze them, then it, it's, I'm not saying I squeeze transgender titties, but I'm pretty sure. Frank, how do you know Cooper doesn't have tits? I know Cooper. <laughs> I, I've he met Cooper knows a couple times. Cooper. Rich, Rich Delayos is pointing to his own man, man tits. But man, and you they're have supple and delicious. Tits. You have lovely man tits, Rich. And when you shave them, they're kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> so. Out. I was You're, talking about mine. <laughs> now, to my understanding, you were pissed off after the contest about what Rich said. Then you heard the podcast, Dickie Beans, when I say Rich. You heard the podcast. How do you feel now? You know, I can't really be mad at this guy. This is a guy who really prefers the dick jokes. He's the reason that Dumb and Dumber 2 was made. Ooh. So, you know, I really can't say I'm upset at that guy. He just wants to be Simon Cowell, and he's not quite making it. When this guy has the balls to get on stage and actually knows something about comedy, then, you know, I would have something to be upset about. But with this guy, I can't be mad at him. He's just... By the way, his girlfriend came up to me after the show and said, you know what? Don't even pay attention to my boyfriend. I thought you were really funny. And then he came up to me like, please don't give my girlfriend a ride home. <laughs> and oh, said, no hard feelings. And, now, were there hard feelings? Did you feel hard feelings afterwards? Because well, he told me... because. He said he has none towards you. He wishes you the best. He did say he hopes you have a day job. <laughs> well, I do have a day job, okay. as do all of you. Yes. yes we <laughs> Not <do>. me. Uh, <laughs> Josh, you don't? I'm just very broke. Just no he just money. lives yeah. with his mom yeah. in, in her basement. Now, Josh, we're, when, we're three, three roommates, right? That's the way it is for yeah. a lot of young cops. When Al says something like that, then he's almost like talking down about your set. Not really, but he's just saying, because your comedy is a bit more blue. Yeah, you know, you're a little dirty. You like talking about cock and balls. There's oh, nothing wrong with that. I love talking about. I don't love cock and balls, but I love my own cock and balls. You know, so like, who I, loves you better than you? Yeah, but the the funny thing about that that set was, I had a joke to close on, and I got the light. But then I was like, wait a second, I got the light. Let me just end with a dick joke, and then it just turned out to hurt me. And and I should have just ended with the fart joke. When you can't end with a yeah. dick joke, you should always go to the farts. That's it. You got to go high level. You got to go highbrow at that point. Now, Marissa, do you remember what you thought about Al and Josh since they are both here now? Um, Al, I felt like you know he had the first set of the night, which is always tough. I mean, 
taking the bullet spot is always hard. And then he had technical difficulties because the mic went out like just as he was getting on stage. So I kind of felt like he was kind of put behind the eight ball just from a technical aspect. Um, I've seen Al before. And so I think material-wise, he's got unique jokes. Um, uh, Josh, I remember it was a lot of dick, a lot of balls. Um, <laughs> but you like I don't know. The, well, he's adorable, of course. Um, adorable dick. <laughs> an adorable dick. You know, it's 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 cute. It's just like um, a mushroom garden. Um, <laughs> but and he's new in he's new in the business, right, Josh? Uh, oh well, you can see the hope the in his eyes. You yeah. can tell he's new. He hasn't been like kicked in the balls yet. You can tell. You can always tell. <laughs> Has Al been um, kicked in the balls yet? I've been kicked in the balls. I'm, I'm sorry. Let Marissa answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, Al answered himself. He's been kicked in the balls. I mean, I'm sure he's the, the balls have reached the roof of his mouth at this point in time. Oh. I've been kicked in the balls, and then I moved out of my mom's house, and then I got married. You see? <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty painful. <laughs> and I remember Josh had a lot of act-outs. You were the one that was, like, on the floor, gyrating. Yes, I yes. humped the stage. There was a lot of MILFs that were getting a little bit of agita after that. Like, there was a lot of, like, water being brought out to the uh, the 40-plus crowd. I saw that. Some of them had to get up and leave for a few minutes. I, I don't know where they went. See, they I, went to the bathroom, flicking the bean. I heard them. See, oh. I, I have I've yet to get pussy from this comedy thing. I'm still waiting. Like Al, have you ever gotten pussy from the comedy? Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, actually, I did. Um, I was down at the upstairs room at Broadway, and there was a girl who basically needed a place to stay for the night. And she was way out of my league, but apparently I was able to put her up. Now, Al, I want for you, a couple of days. I want you to put uh, her up or put her down. <laughs> a little bit of both. Al, I want you to tell everybody what you sign off with. It, could this be why she went home with you? Oh, I don't even know if she saw my set that night. Oh, oh, so it doesn't count. They got to see your set, and then it has to make their pussy real wet, and then they come up to you after and be like, "Oh, I want you inside me." I was just oozing charisma that night. Oh. I was just all full. Of That's myself. every night. Yeah. Right. Al, what do you usually sign off on? What's your usual quote? I like this. This is probably why you're going to get a lot of comedy pussy. You think? I uh, just, I try to be a gentleman. I try to look out for people. I'm a father. I'm a dad. I have a little 10-year-old girl. So, you know, I'm concerned about people. So I just simply say that I own a Subaru Forester. It happens to be one of the safest cars on the road. Um, And, you know, basically, if people are having fun, I want them to drink and enjoy the night. But if they're too tired or drunk at the end of the night to fend off unwanted sexual advances, I'd simply offer them a ride home. That's a gentleman-like approach. And that goes for the ladies, too. Oh. And that is why I don't leave my drinks around him. (laughs) Al is really doing his own material right now on a podcast. (laughs) I was asked to do it, and frankly, I was reluctant, but I did Adam a favor. He was reluctant. I did. I did ask. It's just uh, certain bits that Al does uh, kind of hit home to me. I like them. Well, he also you. cannot be trusted with a drink. <laughs> I like the well, acid. Is that, like, is that like because I'm a friend of bits. Al? The, the what? No, that was because uh, you have a little deep raping vibe. That's what I'm saying. All right. Fair enough. I respect that. I am such a gentleman that when a woman comes to me and actually, like, I have to make sure she really wants it. I'm almost into affirmative consent. In fact, this is how much of a gentleman I am. You make them write it down before they pass out? Very close. Very close. Um, when I was a kid, I, used, I was dating this girl, and we were both tripping balls, and we had a couple over. 
and they were in the living room. My girlfriend takes me into the bedroom and starts to take my clothes off. And I'm like, no, 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 honey, we can't leave them out there in the living room. I don't want to be a bad host. And then you woke up. And then she's like, <laughs> and, and I'm trying to go back out into the living room because I don't want to leave them out there by themselves. And she's trying to stop me from walking in on them fucking. And that's when they stole his TV. <laughs> Yeah, that's cable TV, Al. Do you still pay for cable? No, and this is a true story. Oh. And this was before cable existed. Remember, I got a few years on you people. That's true. Eh? They had antennas cable, back then. Before cable existed, people. Whoa. This, is, this might even be before. This is around maybe a year after the Reagan story. Ooh. That's when Josh was born. Yes. <laughs> not yet, not yet. <laughs> Josh, Josh was born when Bush came into office. Yeah. Josh is the son of one of my abortions. Oh. oh, at least I'm strong. You know, I made it through. Exactly. We tried to kill him, but no way. <laughs> daddy, daddy. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I like the acid bit. I've I've tripped before, and like whenever I'm tripping, like I could look up at the the light, and what just appears to be a regular light turns into like doggy style goddesses all lined up in a circle, and they're, they're goddesses, golden goddesses, you know, because it's the light coming off, and then. That sounds know. like an episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> and Game of Thrones always gets my dick card. I'm bringing it back to the dick shit. That's, Winter is that's coming. All I, really got. <laughs> I like the blood. Now, one so thing I gotta say is, ask had asking the question about acid. What kind of acid are you doing? I don't know. It's the kind that comes on the paper and it makes Plata. you see. Yeah, it makes you see funny things and. I don't know. Yeah, Reagan for me was a sugar cube, but I've done the blotter. I've done all the other stuff. And this is why you don't do drugs, folks. <laughs> you turn out like Al Wagner, getting bashed by someone that's not a comedian at a contest. Yeah, it could be worse. Stick to the weed, I could kids. Be, I could be getting bashed by a guy who actually knows something about comedy. That See, that's, that's the Al Wagner I was expecting because you were so pissed off when you knew that he was talking shit about you. Well, you know, did you calm down? Did you just like think about things and relax a bit? Well, I realized it's coming from a guy who doesn't know anything about comedy, and he admitted it. He's basically saying, "Oh, you know, comedians shouldn't judge comedy contests because comedians aren't in a good position to judge harshly." This guy's an armchair comedian who really doesn't know anything about what it takes to be a comic. And doesn't know what goes into a real material or a set. So I'm not surprised my shit went right over his head. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree that uh, I think comics should be able to judge. I think they're probably the best uh, judges of this. But I, he had a point, you know, like him, him being a dick and being honest. You need somebody that's going to be honest. Well, there's a, there's a point of being honest and there's a point of being informed. Like, let's look at American Idol. Let's look at Last Comic Standing. Let's look at every reality show that judges talent. And is it just laymen on the street that are the judges on this? Or do they get people in the industry who know something about what it takes to be an artist? Well, I reached out to Howard Stern to uh, judge, but he was busy. So uh, Dickie V came next. Yeah, now, now, wait a second. Somebody like Howard Stern has nothing to do with singing. He has nothing to do with... Um, magicians or comedy but he's judging America's Got Talent which encompasses all of those different things would you call him an expert on magic no I would not nor would I call Howie Mandel an expert on magic so it's also entertainment a little bit of entertainment no but, would but you they, disagree but, but they, like what does Dickie do in entertainment he's promoted he did a lot of events things like that but by the same token the so he's a salesman <laughs> <laughs> but the first contest we had um, we had a sponsor who was just an event planner and we had uh, Vinny from the Bronx Wanderers, uh, who's a singer. He was also um, he was also a judge. And we only had one comedian in the first one, Sheba Mason. 
was the judge on that one. She but at least Vinny's been up on stage. The closest Dickie B's ever gotten to a stage was getting drunk and falling on one. <laughs> you know what I did notice that when um at the end of the night when Marissa and JC and Richie were supposed to get up on stage and talk about the contest, uh, Marissa and JC naturally went up on the stage, took the microphone, and Dickie Bean stayed off the stage and had nothing to say. Did you notice that, Marissa? Well, I also told him not to be a dick before I handed him the mic. <laughs> Who was the comic that was up when he gave um, feedback and he got booed? He got booed loud. Who got? Someone did get booed really badly. I don't remember. No, Dickie got no, booed. Dickie got booed. But yeah, who Dickie was the comic booed. that was up that Dickie gave them feedback and he just got booed like no tomorrow? Could have been May. Could have been. It could have been May. I don't really remember. I was kind of blocking Dickie out. <laughs> now um, it was just a lot of white noise. Now let's talk about some good stuff that came out of that contest. The two winners were Georgia and Jason Scott. Uh, round table, quick. Josh, what did you think of Georgia and Jason Scott? I thought uh, Jason Scott did really good, and then I thought Georgia, she did really good, but it was really nasty, too. I can't say anything because I'm all nasty material. I don't know. I'm just, I just kind of hated. I was like, I needed that 150 bucks to pay my <laughs> weed dealer, and I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> Al, what did you think of those two? I thought that uh, Jason should have won the judges' pick mm-hmm. because he had an act, and he did really well. And he did well with the audience. And I think Georgia did very well with the audience also. I can't take anything away from her. She won that crowd over. But, of course, for me, going in there thinking about doing original material and trying to think about really doing clever stuff and then losing out to a woman who's talking about using the mic as a dildo really kind of hurt. Oh, did you? Uh, maybe if you used the mic as a dildo, you would have won. You know, if that would have d- really hurt. That would <laughs> that would have been really interesting too. I would have been entertained more. You know, but the, the sad thing is, guys can't get away with that. You know, it's it, you know when I go blue, and maybe it was the same for Josh, but you know, there's a certain thing women can do, especially when it comes to being raunchy. That guys, you know, it takes a special art to do that, and uh, apparently, I'm not that guy. Marissa, what did you think of uh, Georgia and Jason Scott? Did you agree? Obviously, you picked one of them, but. Yeah, no. Um, you know, when it came down to the judges' vote, like both of them were on our top picks. Um, for me, I was looking for the best set of the night. Like, it didn't really necessarily. I was listening to material. I was watching technique. But if it didn't translate, like you can, it's like kind of being like an ice skater. Like you can technically be a flawless ice skater, but your routine can be boring. And it doesn't mean that like. All of the elements of ice skating aren't there, but you're just not really getting the crowd engaged. And that night, you know, Georgia really run the, like won the room. She did. Um, you know, whether or not like people feel like her her jokes were the best crafted or the best well written, sometimes that's you just have to kind of deal with what you have in the room. And yet she was really in the moment. I feel like more than most of the comics she was in the moment and she just kind of she saw what was working and she worked the room and that's kind of basically what we we were looking for that night was just someone that had the best set um jason also had a really good set you know his his set was more uh material driven i think but you know i i think that both of them had a little something else that the rest of the comics at that particular moment didn't have and that was just they were on at that moment and um they both had like kind of kind of difficult spots like georgia came in after an intermission so like 
everybody was kind of like, oh, we're taking a break. So like people were getting drinks and, and people were going to the bathroom. And I really saw her one by one just kind of turn the attention back to her. And whether or not that meant that she was talking about sticking a dildo in her hoo-ha, like, you know, she <laughs> she did what she needed to do to get the job done. And I, I think that's 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 why we picked her. Now, Mercy, you did something really nice. You gave a spot to both of them on one of your shows. Which show are they going to be on? So uh, both the winners, uh, Jason and Georgia, are uh, welcome to perform on my show, Fashionably Funny, at Broadway Comedy Club on... Uh, they're actually going to be on the December 26th show. Um, and well, Is that the one with Mark Norman? The one you gave me the tickets for to um, raffle off? Oh, so um, that show is also at Broadway Comedy Club. It's also uh, fashionably funny. And that show is uh, going to be headlined by Mark Norman. Um, right. If you guys don't know Mark Norman, like Google him. He's funny as hell. And also just like just a really like sweet, sweet human being. Um, he's the guy that like uh, he wiped his his brow off with Conan's tie when he uh, did his set with Conan, and um, yeah, it was just like he's just ridiculously funny. You know, it's always cool when a, a really funny comedian is also a stand-up person. Yeah, because you know, it means a, a lot more. You know, like I've been in, doing stand-up for a while, and most of us are dicks. I got to be honest; We're, a lot of us are dicks, but you know, he's he's not. So, Josh, what do you got going on? Anything, any upcoming shows before? We got a couple minutes uh, left. So. Well, last week I did uh, Ain't Nothing But a Jew Thing show at uh, Karma Lounge. Was that with Christina Galston? Yep. Nice. And uh, it's going to be doing every month. So, next month we're going to have more Jewish activities. More Jewish activities. <laughs> and uh, I'm doing a show in Harlem uh, Thursday. Uh some Caribbean show. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on my Jamaican accent. I'm like, yeah, man. Wild one. Chichi bum the clot. Please keep working on it. That sounds very Jewish. Really need. That sounds very Jewish. I try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna eat a lot of beef patties beforehand. And Josh, how long have you been doing comedy? For like five years now. No, you haven't. Yeah. Aren't you like? How I'm old are you? You're like 20? 22. 22. I started when I was 17. The, the math's right. That's right, right? It sounds right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Al, you got anything fun coming up? Did you just finish anything cool? Oh, I finished a couple of things. It's been a good month in October. I did. I started off with Dan Opp's show. I did Kendra Cunningham's at the Beauty Bar. I did Marissa's at Otto's. I had a. Good I was at that one. That one was really fun. Yeah. It was. It was. You, Vaccarelli, Mariel Turner, all uh, our Westchester peeps came down for that. That was cool. Marissa Smith fun. is obviously a Westchester person, so she's doing the right thing with Westchester. She's you know, I'm trying to bring Westchester down to the city. Although the city comics are like, who the hell are these people? I'm like, they're from Westchester. Not upstate. <laughs> not upstate. Yeah, not upstate. I hate hearing upstate. I hate that. What do they yeah. think? We live with cows and, and all this. We don't live there with cows. There are some cows in Westchester. Like um, Putnam. Putnam definitely has cows. Westchester doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Marissa, what do you got going on? You're, you're, you're producing a lot of shows right now. Yeah, so uh, the next show that I have is going to be uh, November the uh, 28th at Broadway Comedy Club. And I've got Jared Laxer. Um, I've got Roseanne Rossitano, Mark Goodman, uh, Max... Uh, I can't see, but his name is Max. <laughs> Daniel uh, Whiteman. I've got Zach McGovern... It's going to be hosted by Monica Vita, and that one is headlined by Mark Norman. And, you know, that's an awesome show. You guys should definitely come get your Black Friday comedy on because 
after you spend a couple of days with the fam, you need some drinks and some laughs because I know that I do. And you can return to your therapist on Monday. So that's always awesome. And then I've got Merriment and Mortification at Auto Shrunken Head on December the 6th. So, And Dan Opp, he's also a Westchester comic. He's going to be on that show as well. Oh, I hate when we have shows at the same night. I know. So you got to either go to uh, Marissa Smith's show on December 6th or the one we have in Pleasantville on December 6th. No pressure. Well, I'm going to go to the Pearson Everyone has to go to one of them. <laughs> Anyone, the tens of people listening have to go to one of those two shows. If you don't, so we'll Al's get Liam going to have Leeson. a spot December the 6th <laughs> at Merriment and Mortification. So you just lost Al. Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> what That's show how it's done, bitches. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, let's quick do some plugs. Um, Josh, Twitter, Facebook, website. What do you got? Not on Twitter. Well, I kind of am, but I don't ever tweet. Uh, Facebook, Joshua Gribbets. Uh, website yet? And, no website yet. Dude, I know I'm slacking super slacking. hard. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm coming up with an idea for a twist of uh, comedians and cars getting coffee. It's uh, gonna be comedians on couches smoking blunts. That's so, good. Yeah. So that's really coming good. soon. I'll definitely be looking for. Uh, Can interview. we use that? Uh, His parents are proud. Rich, if he's doing that as a video, can we put that on the Noma Comedy YouTube? Something like that? Rich, get in. I think that can be arranged. Nice. If you want to piggyback on that, we'll put you on our uh, on our YouTube channel. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Al, what do you got plugging? I got Twitters. plugging. Um, Twitters. I'm on Comic Al Wagner. On Facebook, I'm Adwag. I used to like to make fun of marketing. That was pretty shitty. So that was a pet peeve of mine. So Adwag on Facebook, Comic Al Wagner on Twitter. Do you have any last words to say to Dickie Beans? Because he's going to be listening to this. Don't worry, Dickie Beans. I'm not going to put a hit out on you. I'm just going to let you live with your shame. Oh, that was really creepy. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Marissa. Thank you. Wonder why I don't put my drink down. <laughs> um, uh, I'm at Marissa Smith on Twitter, Marissa Smith on Facebook, and check me out at Broadway Comedy Club or Auto Shrunken Head. Very cool. I know Adam's got nothing to plug. Rich has nothing to plug. www.nomacomedy.com. Facebook.com slash nomacomedy. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at nomacomedy. You can follow me if you really want to at frankieP614. Again, we are coming from Lucy's Lounge in Pleasantville where we've done, I think, every single podcast so far. And we are very appreciative to Lucy's Lounge and CJ, our beautiful. Give it up to CJ. Beautiful bearded bartender. For Noma Comedy, thank you everybody for listening and joining in.